Natasha T, welcome to Yakrabot Talk. Thanks so much for having me, Thomas. Totally. So tell me a little bit about how you got started in the bot world. Sure. So um, to those of you who are listening, I run two chatbot companies right now. I have my messenger bot agency where, you know, pretty self-explanatory, we run messenger bot campaigns for our clients on a monthly basis and do, you know, builds as well as that monthly management. And then I also have School of Bots. So with School of Bots, our goal is really to be that one-stop shop for bot builders, whether you're just getting started, you know, you just heard about bots um, and you're trying to find out more, maybe try to start building them, add them to your current services that you're doing, you know, with your business, whatever it is that you're trying to do with bots, we're there for you at the beginning as well as pretty much every stage after that. So we're really trying to do that with, um, we've got a course and a coaching community as well as a bot template marketplace. And we're working on a lot of other exciting stuff there. So just to give you guys a little background on what I'm doing right now, um, so in terms of how I got into bots in 2016, like right before messenger bots were like officially announced, uh, I was thinking about what I wanted to start as my first business. So um, I was actually before that working with a lot of tech startups. And so I was like, okay, should I do the whole like startup, get funded and like all of that craziness? Or should I go more towards like the digital nomad lifestyle, you know, where I'll be able to travel as well as run like multiple online businesses. So um, I kind of lean more towards, you know, traveling and being able to just have that time freedom. So when Messenger Bots came out, that pretty much that exact week, I was actually planning to either like start doing Facebook ads or social media management full time. I had had some pretty good success with that at the startups that I was at and kind of freelancing on the side as well. Uh, but then, you know, Messenger Bots came out and I started, my co-founder Kyle and I just started looking at them a lot. They were really fascinating to us because I just think that the whole messaging experience and flow for getting like any information that you need as a business and as a user is so fascinating and like so much more beneficial than like having to go to a site and like look through all of their stuff or fill out forms online. Like it seemed to kind of solve every problem that um, annoyed me, you know, in regular <laughs> business communication you know, with the users. So we really started looking at all of the bots that were on the platform already. I mean, I had kind of known that chatbots existed, you know, for a while because there's Slack bots and on Skype, AIM, you know, there were multiple chatbots that were kind of in our lives, like pretty much all while I was growing up, but I had never really thought about them or like thought about working with them. So um, once that came out and then Chatfuel came out and eventually, you know, many chat came out as well. And we decided you know, this is a good time for us to just go all in on this. And even though it's a very new space, which means it's going to be really freaking difficult to, to, you know, run this as a business and do this for other businesses, we thought that, you know, long term, this is going to be a really awesome opportunity for us. So we decided to go all in on that, um, like towards the end of 2016, and then pretty much been running my agency since then. We've built almost 70 bots at this point, which is really wow. exciting for us. Yeah, and um, we've pretty much at this point structured ourselves to solely or not solely, but like for the majority work with partners that actually bring clients to us and then we just build bots for those clients. So we don't deal mm. with a lot of the client relations and like the sales process as much, although we still do um, have like, you know, 20% of our clients that we are actually directly corresponding with and directly pitching to and, you know, closing. So we're still, you know, in the, not in the trenches, but, you know, we're still experiencing all the agency stuff on a daily basis so that we can actually provide like real experience to um, the people who are in our training. 
So, uh, and then in November, we decided to partner with Chat Fuel in order to build School of Bots, pretty much build that brand up and then build the training first. And then we built up our community and now we're working on the bot templates. So um, that's kind of how it's been, at least since my start in MessengerBot. So pretty much I'd say at the beginning of when it actually was, you know, officially launched. That's an awesome story. And I love that. And now I, I do have a question because you said aim as well, right? Yes. And I assume you mean AOL instant messenger. Yeah. 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 Sure, and are you sure. talking about like so the, like, the smart child or are you talking about like, are they currently using bots or? I don't know if they're actually even checked in with aim. I didn't even know if aim was still around. Um, but yeah, I was talking about smart child. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, like back in the nineties really... when we were teens yeah, and yeah. you had the free Frisbees, you know, all summer long. Um, yeah, yeah that so was actually, I love that bot. That was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, to me that, that was like, that was a pretty interesting moment for a lot of people that I find that's kind of our similar ages. Um, a lot of people mm. kind of ran into that. Um, anyway, and I, I remember chatting with it and it was just fascinating to me. So yeah. Huh. It's, yeah. That's it's, awesome. Yeah. In uh, my group, in my chatbot group, we always ask people like, how'd you find out about bots? And so a lot of people have mentioned the smart child bot, which is really funny um, yeah. that you said that. They kind of reminds you, you know, childhood and messaging yeah. and like the fascination with <laughs> Halcyon it. days, you know? <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. And then you know, you mentioned another interesting thing and that's templates for bots. Um, have what, what are, I mean, I guess first question is, is that a fairly successful avenue for you? Um, and your agency is just selling these templates? So we just started, um, we actually just launched our template marketplace last week and we decided oh, on wow. a model where um, I've seen a lot of success with a model like this where pretty much our templates are only available for 24 hours every week. So on Wednesdays from 12 p.m. usually, who knows, it might change and someone wow. might be listening to this, so make sure you go to the group and check <laughs> what time it's at. But um, usually from Wednesdays to Thursdays, 12 p.m. Uh, Pacific to 12 p.m., the bot template marketplace is open. And then we try to release new templates each week as well. Um, so just kind of keep it exciting because we realize that that's the point. The point at which someone is going in to buy, you know, bot templates is either they're at the beginning and they have no idea what they're doing and they think that that's going to be a cheaper and better route for them than, um, mm -hmm. than, you know, hiring someone or learning to do or like take a course or something. Or you're an agency that is now looking to, you know, extend yourself into different industries, but you don't want to build bots from scratch. You want something that's already working for companies in that industry. So in my opinion and kind of in our experience in serving people before we actually launched this, it seems that templates are really that next step after you've built out your bot business and you've already got some clients and now you're kind of ready to grow and extend yourself you know, farther than what you're currently doing, whether you've like niche down and you're just in like restaurants or e-commerce or something, or um, if you've kind of been all over and now you just want to reach out to more people. So that was kind of the idea um, with the template marketplace. So that's uh, awesome. We just did it once. I don't know how um, successful it's going to be, but I have seen a lot of <laughs> other people be really successful selling God templates and it's just been a big want um, that's mm. been kind of floating around in our community. So we thought we'd experiment and see how this goes. That's awesome. I love it. And then one thing that I would th think that would be interesting is like, as you're selling them, you see what people are actually purchasing and then you can kind of adjust accordingly. Yeah. Have you seen any interesting trends on who, what templates are actually selling versus others that you thought would and aren't? Yeah, I think so right now we are 
currently on the market, and then tomorrow we'll be releasing um, a couple more. But right now we have, let's see if I can name them all. We have restaurant, e-commerce, subscription box, um, festival, Sananate agency, and hmm, e-commerce, I already said, oh, community. So I've noticed really? that the, yeah, I've noticed that the restaurant and the e-commerce ones are just always the most popular. Um, like that was our most common one that people bought last week when we launched. Um, as well as just in general, people are always asking about a restaurant and e-commerce template. So yeah. I'd say those are kind of the two. I wouldn't say there's any industry that's better for um, prospecting, but I would say that those two industries, restaurants and e-commerce, are adopting messenger bots at a higher rate than a lot of other industries. And do you feel, I mean, I'll just kind of throw out why I feel that way, but um, to me, I feel like um, restaurants are really hurting right now because of like Uber Eats and all these Ah, things. And, you know, like they're just basically being held hostage um, by, you know, certain organizations which control a lot of traffic and they're hurting because they're now having to give up, you know, 15% of their revenue to these guys. I mean, do you, do you feel like that is accurate or um, why do you think that they're a little bit more inclined to look at bots? Yeah, I think obviously not all restaurants are well suited for this, but I think a lot of, so what, what we look at to kind of give you or give your listeners, you know, kind of more background is that when we look at a company and decide whether to work with them and create a bot or not, we always look at what they're already doing online. It's mm. not going to make sense for us to build a bot, even if someone pays for it. It's not going to make sense for us to build a bot for someone who doesn't have a Facebook page or who never posts on Facebook or who doesn't even post online and just has like foot traffic, you know, organically without doing any online promotion. Right. And so we really look for people who are already doing stuff on their Facebook page. They've got likes and followers. They're getting at least some organic engagement on their posts. They're getting messages in Facebook every day. Um, they're running Facebook ads with a certain budget. Uh, so there's kind of all these little things that we look at to make sure that they can actually benefit from a bot um, more quickly than having for us to, you know, go in, build their Facebook page, I'll post content for them. Like, oh, that's stuff that we honestly <laughs> don't really specialize or want to do, right? It's sure. Work. Um, so I just want to build bots and then you become their social <laughs> media manager. Yeah, sometimes that's a good opportunity for people because a lot of freelancers, you know, they go and pitch someone or like some of our students have done that. And then the client or prospect is like, yeah, well, I also need a website and I need this and I need that. So it's a good opportunity for people who are looking for clients and like, ah, oh, that's great. You know, just like, I'll just do all of your uh, online social <laughs> stuff. So sometimes it works out. Um, but to yeah. answer your question before I forget. Um, I think, honestly, I haven't seen restaurants hurt too badly from, um, from Uber Eats and from, you know, Grubhub and all those things. I have been, or at least I'm sure there's a lot of like mom and pop stores that have kind of hurt from that because they just aren't experienced with marketing. And Mm. so they're just, you know, good at cooking, right. Good at, you know, managing the restaurant or whatever it is. So they don't necessarily know how to control that like marketing situation and they've taken advantage of maybe in the same way that you described. So I think a bot though could definitely kind of replace anything that they thought that um, Grubhub or Uber Eats was helping them with. Cause there's just, I mean, I think restaurants can really benefit from bots just because of all the different use cases. Um, yeah. Because, you know, for example, e-commerce is great, but everything's done online. 
Whereas with uh, restaurants, there's a lot of like foot traffic that you can also take advantage of. Mm. So, you know, you can use messenger codes and like anything else that you can kind of put in front of people in person and also capture people that way as well and engage them because, you know, there's only, unless you're really engaging and have some awesome content as an online brand, it's kind of hard to keep people actually engaged and coming back to you. But it's like a restaurant. I mean, you go there to eat and you eat, you know, right. several times a day. <laughs> so there's a lot of incentive for people to come to your restaurant if they like the type of food you're serving. So if you can get them to come back with discounts or like a game night or, you know, whatever mm. it is that will keep people interested, then there's just so much opportunity for them to grow because they've got that online and that storefront kind of way for people to engage with them. So I think that's my best answer to, you know, why can restaurants um, benefit so much from Bob? Yeah. And I love that because I, I think that I, it's something that I've always kind of preached, if you will. Um, anyway, like on the earlier side of what you're saying, yeah. just on finding people with specific um, activity and uh, ad spend budget and following, and then kind of putting that also into like the offline world too. Like if they're already somewhat successful, like with the foot traffic, it's just, it's going to make your life a lot easier as a bot builder. Um, and I think that is a great segue kind of into the meat of what I was wanting to talk to you about today. And that's basically how to combine the power of bots with email to make it even more successful. I mean, can you kind of touch upon that for a little bit? Yeah, sure. So I'd say a lot of people right now who are looking at wanting to add bots to their business or like do that for their clients, they already have an email list. And so I think the biggest draw and kind of all the articles you look up, right? All the buzz around is, oh, you're going to get these open rates and these click rates. And so right. people are doing email. They're like, holy <laughs> shit, I'm getting one, you know, click rates and they're saying I can get 60%, you know? So it's very appealing for yeah. the people who are really struggling um, with your email marketing campaigns. So when you're able to combine the two, um, not to get too technical, but I think in order to kind of give some actionable advice, I'd say the top two things that you can do to combine the two would be, first of all, if you've already got your email list, you know, if you've been growing that and you're still focused on that, that's great. Like don't leave email behind and just focus on bots. You know, you've already been working on it and email's not going to die so easily, right? So like such a universal way for people to communicate. So um, one of the things that you can do with your email list is upload that as a custom audience to your Facebook ads manager mm. and then send out sponsored messages to those people. So that means that, you know, at some point they opted in for your list, so they should know, you know, who you are. And so those emails will actually be able to send messages to their Facebook account, uh, pretty much as if, you know, it looks just like your bot or like a regular message, but it says sponsored and then you can send them whatever. So some, sending something enticing and once they reply, then they will now be subscribed to your bot. So I'd say that's number one way if you already have an email list. Uh, and then in terms of, or I guess the second way, um, would well, be, before we get into the second way, I have yeah. a question. Um, and I, I hate to kind of just pause there for a second, but like no, what sort okay. of email list size, um, have you found to be kind of like the make or break? Um, I mean, is it like you have to have like 10,000 names or a hundred thousand names before there's like this, like actual, like enough push into the bot from the email list? Um, to actually make it worthwhile. I mean, have you found that kind of, and I'm sure it's going to be different with every industry, but have you found like that magic number? Like, is it, you know, 500 subscribers or 5,000 subscribers or 50,000 subscribers or? 
Yeah, I'd say there's not a um, like a list number that really makes or breaks it. It's honestly more of their engagement. Okay. So um, there's not a magic number quite yet. Um, I think we still need to do a ton more testing to kind of figure <laughs> that out. And obviously, you know, more people are um, are starting to combine the two. So I think we'll definitely be able to kind of test that more. But honestly, yeah, it's really more about the engagement that they get. Because even people with like 500 or 1,000 email subscribers can sell like a shit ton of their products and make a lot of money off that list if they're yeah. So like I always talk about that concept of, you know, if your business has a thousand true fans, then that business can survive and be healthy and lucrative. So yeah. I think that really holds true, especially in this situation where if you've got a really engaged email list, then all those people should theoretically open your message in Messenger. They'll be like, oh, whoa, you know, they're sending me a message now. I usually read their emails, but this is cool. <laughs> and so I think that's a great opportunity for them. And so because of that, I don't think there's like an actual list number. It's more just, you know, your engagement rates. How often are people actually interacting with your emails? Yeah, no, I love that. Uh, the answer to that awesome. uh, was was great. Um, so let's go back to point number two. And I, I hope you can remember because I'm kind of... <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Yeah, yeah. So point number two would be kind of the opposite. So um, the first thing I talked about was you know, if you already have an email list, then you can just push all those people over to Messenger. But if you right. don't have an email list or you want to build your email list using Messenger, then kind of the vice versa strategy would be to any time that you run a Messenger campaign. So say, you know, you run a comment post slash ad, you say, hey, comment to get this discount or something. Mm -hmm. um, and then when you message the people, you say, hey, give me your email and then I'll give you the code. So whatever kind of opt-in that you want to do for a lead magnet or anything exciting that, um, that people are going to want to talk to your bot for and get from it, first you want to ask them for their email. And so then that way you can grab that email and then put it into your email marketing software and now you've got them on both ends, right? Um, yeah. And then here you can also send them sponsored messages if for any reason they're not replying or whatever it is. You know, Honestly, I think the best use of sponsored messages, because it does get a bit expensive sometimes if you use them all the time. Um, the best way would be just to hit up people who aren't on your list yet, which is your email list, because that's mm. usually warm traffic. Um, a lot of people try to use sponsored messages for cold traffic, but honestly, I think that's a terrible idea because Facebook <laughs> targeting doesn't do a very good job of finding like ideal people to send them to. Like I've right. gotten all sorts of weird messages where I'm like, I have never like, I wouldn't even be interested in their product or service. I don't even know who they are. Like you right. know. Came in and I was like, "Oh, that's super weird," and it's unexpected. It feels um, feels kind of invasive, I think. Yeah, no uh, means no, right? They are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my messenger, you know, usually it's my friends and family here. So yeah, you so, want to yeah, buy me a I drink think. first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'd say those are the two top tips I have for combining messenger and email. And there's a whole lot more, but obviously we don't have hours and hours <laughs> to talk yeah. about email and bots. So. Totally, and I, 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 I would. I would hazard to say that you're probably in the camp of like multi-channel communication and interaction with customers is more beneficial than solely bots, right? Is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, think can you? A lot of people. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, can you touch upon that? Because I mean, it it seems like there's some like there's this breed of bot builders, and I mean, I absolutely adore them because they're kind of like the little brother who doesn't quite get something yet. Um, and I, I I mean that in like a sincerely like you know, 
not like facetious or like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, Oh, those guys, you know, I, I feel like there's, they're just missing a, a very critical, like life experience sort of, um, moment mm-hmm. where, you know, you have multiple channels to actually engage with people. Um, and they just feel like bots are the answer. Bots are the answer because they've just been kind of, I don't know. They, they've kind of, they've only heard this one side of the bot and that's like the open rate and the click through rate and you know, this and that and bots are everything and the be all and the end all they are the alpha and omega. And I mean, I, I am totally, I'm a bot guy to the core, but um, there's a point where multi-channel communication has its uses and its functions. And I think that you're just lining yourself up for more success. But I mean, what's, what's your two cents on that? Yeah, I totally think that in order for a bot to consistently actually drive ROI for a company, you really need to take advantage of any organic and paid traffic you can, as well as from any channel that you can. Because the inside of Facebook is great, um, but at the end of the day, it's like if you've got all these other channels that you can take advantage of using, you know, just like a ref URL or something to opt people into your bot, then that's going to be a lot more powerful. Um, And also, you know, it's just just the idea of you know, there's different audiences on each platform. So even though you're hitting kind of your same target audience, certain people only like to check Instagram every day or certain people only like to go on Facebook. Like there's a lot of people who don't have Facebook accounts, but they have Pinterest and Instagram and are like, you know, addicted to those two platforms. So <laughs> yeah. they would never see your content though. You know, if you only use Facebook to, you know, push, push out your content and advertise. So that's why I think it's really important to hit all those other channels or as many as you can, as many as makes sense, right? If your audience isn't really totally. on a certain channel, it doesn't make sense to go on there. But usually at this point, you know, there's so many millions of users on each big platform that it doesn't make sense to not be there if you can afford to. So I'd say I'm definitely with the whole like omni-channel um, philosophy that that's just going to be more beneficial than sticking to Facebook ads solely. That's, that would be a great uh, blog title, you know, the omni-channel uh, yeah. approach, you know. <laughs> I like that. I might steal that and use that for my next post. <laughs> Boom, right there. Um, well, cool. Yeah. I mean, I'd, um, I don't know how much time you have, but I mean, any other... Any other tips or suggestions or tactics that people can kind of, you know, quickly apply into their bot world and um, just blow their mind? Hmm, Let's see. (laughs) Blow their (laughs) mind. Let's see. What what can I give you guys that is quick? Um, I'd say two top tips that I give people that they usually don't think about um, are, one, make sure that um, at any point – in your bot, someone can get to like the three or two most important parts of it. So if that's your welcome message, mm. then make sure that at any point, if someone types start, they can go back to your welcome message, right? Pretty much the idea of pivoting in a bot, right? Where um, if someone gets lost and they just keep getting your default reply, like make sure that default reply can take them back to where they previously were, like the previous block, if you're using chat fuel or I forgot it's in many, ch- I don't think in many chat, you can like actually track that unless you did it with a tag, but nonetheless, take them back to where um, they had started so that, you yeah, like a home page, if you will. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, give them the info like that, that they for pretty much. Um, and then the second thing would be to add emojis to your AI tab or in, um, in many chat, your keywords, because a lot of people kind of skip over that and they just write random words in the keywords, you know, whatever they see people typing to their bot. Um, but emojis are really powerful there because, you know, it's like so many people use emojis. So if your bot can catch that, um, even if it doesn't catch the text, 
then at least it can give them a somewhat relevant answer. So I'd say those are two actionable quick tips um, that are really easy to apply to your bot, but so many people just don't do it. And it can make a really big difference in your results and your engagement. Yeah, I totally agree. I love it. Well, awesome. So where can people find you? Where are you at on the online world? <laughs> yeah, so I'd say right now I am the face of the School of Bots as well as Kyle. Um, but that would Two-faced be in a, in a good way. <laughs> I like it. So, yeah, you can go to um, bit.ly forward slash bot school. That is our Facebook group where we do giveaways, weekly AMAs. All of our good stuff um, is in there, and that can be helpful for you. We try to make it helpful, like I said, for whether you're just starting out in bots or already building up your agency, looking for templates, or looking for more complex resources. Uh, and then our website is schoolofbots.co, not com.co. And that's where you can find our blog as well as some of the free trainings that we have on bots as well. Awesome. Love it. Well, very cool. Well, thank you very much for uh, coming on the show. And then uh, I'll have to have you back uh, at some point in the very near future. But Natasha T. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Thomas. Thanks, guys. Alrighty, well that is today's episode. Appreciate you guys uh, sticking around for that. Um, hopefully, you got something out of it because that, uh, to me, that's the reason I do these. You know, get some information, go put it to use, and uh, you know, build better bots. So, um, but yeah, if you haven't yet, and I've kind of been bugging you about this uh, for a while now, if you haven't yet, go ahead and leave a review. Uh, believe it or not, that's how Google, or not Google, but that's how Apple <laughs> uh, rates people is by their by their reviews. So I'd really appreciate you guys uh, taking a couple, like, you know, 30 seconds or so to, to leave me a, you know, a review, hopefully five stars, but uh, just something honest. I, I would really appreciate that. That helps me spread the word, believe it or not. So uh, help me help others if you would. So, um, but yeah, until next time, um, I have, uh, Mackenzie Lieberman coming up. I have Deborah K coming on and I have, uh, some other people that are really cool, but, uh, stick around, stay tuned, more to come. Have a good day.